All right. We're rolling here. We're rolling. Rolling, rolling, rolling. <laughs> Keep those doggies rolling. Rolling, rolling, rolling. Rawhide. That's right. Don't we're, try we're to understand them. <laughs> Just rope and choke and strand them or something. Some stupid. This is like, yeah, I remember that song. That takes me back. It takes us both back. It takes us both back. Hi, I'm John Yeager, and this is Bloodworks 101, the award-winning podcast designed to inspire you to donate either time, money, or blood. That was my colleague right there, Juan Cotto, the Director of Government Affairs at Bloodworks Northwest, taking a bit of a trip down memory lane with me. Juan has a different title. It's a little bit longer, which we'll get to. But the reason why I'm talking to him today is to get a sense of what the Bloodworks Northwest legislative agenda in Olympia for 2024 is. There are some things that Juan Cotto's working on that you'll definitely want to know about because they're things you'll care about. I think that people should care about what we do because we have been working with the state legislature in particular over the last five years, and we have made the case, which I think the legislature agrees with us on, is that blood donation is a part of the community public good. And when we say that, there are certain things that the state has to look at, and there's there's areas in which the state provides opportunities to expand on a statewide level. And working with the blood centers in the state of Washington, including Vitalant and the Red Cross, we've been able to develop relationships in the legislature to get them to see that this is an important issue. It's one that the citizens benefit from, and it's one of the citizens should be involved in. This is a natural thing, and it's a universal thing, and uh, and that's the exciting part of it. It wasn't too long ago that there was competition between Vitalant and Red Cross, and 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 we in the industry see that uh, there's a different way to do things, a, a different company, a different nonprofit. But I don't think most donors can tell or, or really should really know a difference. You know, or, you know, you know what I'm saying? I do. And when we, uh, my initial letter to uh, some of the representatives of the Red Cross, I, I made it very clear uh, in, in the words of Lin-Manuel Miranda and Hamilton, the state is wide enough for all of us. You know, we have seven million people now as our, our population has expanded, and you you extrap the, the 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 numbers down for blood donors in Western Washington and in Eastern Washington. That we we should be able to promote our message, and we should be able to get a lot of people involved in this. And uh, certainly, you know, our our executive leaders have talked about it. I mean, we'd love to have the the problem of, of doubling the percentage of blood donors from maybe two to three percent now. Maybe you know, what what if we had to deal with the problem of having six to nine percent? of the population donating blood that would give us another problem to look at and, and that's the challenge I see that we can we can we can do with the work that we're doing with the legislature so when you go down there um, you can basically reach across the aisle I mean there's no Democrat Republican when it comes to donating blood no it's it's a uh, it's a uh, uh, my my, uh, my pitch is available to everybody and it's not a partisan issue it's one that uh, impacts all of us, and because of that, the, the doors are always open, and, and I really feel that our issue allows for true collaboration and a lot of conversations that have really helped us promote uh, not only this activity, but I think it's built some relationships uh, with us and the Red Cross and for Vitalant as well. Yeah, and you develop those relationships now, and I remember having uh, both of those organizations here in the lobby a couple of months ago, and it was nice to trade notes and to come together and to you know realize that a rising tide 
lifts all boats. I was, I was really excited from, you know, obviously uh, the, the Red Cross is such a major player in this industry and they have such a, a national name and recognition, but their director from, from New York was also here and he saw what we were doing and he was just really blown away by our coalition. And I loved it when he said, you know something, I'm going to see if we can do this in upper state New York. And I thought that was really cool that, you know, he wanted to take this, this idea that we've put together. He saw the collaboration. He saw the partnerships. He saw the friendships. Uh, there, there were, there's been a couple of times where there have been some, some, some rough little discussions around the edges, but for the most part, all of us have really worked to promote blood donation in our state, and we've used the legislative relationships to do that, and I, and I think he saw the benefit, and he would like to do that in New York State. I think that's really a really exciting opportunity. I remember a few years ago, you were the guy behind uh, State Blood Donor Day, and that really sought to unite people of all political parties down in Olympia, and, and the governor proclaimed that day, December 18th, uh, as State Blood Donor Day. So you, you've got a history doing this kind of stuff. You know, and you, you think about what we just did here last December and the, the ability to get some media at a time. And I believe we had the uh, the Commissioner of Public Lands, Hillary France, with us. But uh, to be able to get uh, some media around uh, blood donation at that time where people are uh, in the, this this particular holiday season. I mean, you know, people were going to uh, New Orleans to see the Huskies and we had all these different activities going on. But it was really cool in the news one night to see here we are at Bloodworth Northwest you know before you leave town or before you go take that that trip to visit your family make a blood donation you can save a life yeah so you've been pretty busy into this uh, legislative season what's been on your what's been on your agenda in early January we met with the Department of Licensing and we had a really good conversation the idea came up of putting the blood type an individual's blood type on the driver's license and the Department of Licensing let us know that they felt that was would be a really good idea and also something that citizens throughout the state of Washington would want and you're used to it too mm-hmm. it's you you have a, a you can you know check off whether you want to be a donor an organ donor and uh, as as what happens in government sometimes and this is sometimes where it can be a little frustrating for people. Not, never for me, because I just understand the, the, the uh, constraints that, that uh, some of our legislative leaders and also some of our, our advocacy leaders are, are up against in, in, as they're working in the Department of Licensing. They almost were apologetic. They were like, you know, any, any change to the driver's license, and you think about that as a, as a state document. Something we all have. And the, and the enhanced driver's license, in Washington State, remember, the enhanced driver's license also serves as a passport. So to, to Canada and to Mexico, if you show the enhanced driver's license, that is your passport. So they to, for them to make a change to the driver's license is expensive. There's also a, a metallic panel on the back where they could also put the blood type, but that's expensive. So what we wanted to do is we wanted to come up with a way to study it. Um, and you know, and, and I, there was some criticism from from some of our our partners in the coalition because, geez, now now they want to study it. But I think it's important that we we asked for a, another proviso, about a hundred thousand dollars, so the Department of Licensing can really study what it would take for them to make that change in an efficient manner. And uh, it, uh, it it's going to require a little bit of patience on all our parts. But once the Department of Licensing um, can see this, then they it allows them to number one, it allows them to amplify our message. Number one, but number Number two, it gives our citizens an, another benefit on their driver's license, and I think that will, will ultimately be worth the expense. Well, and don't you feel, I, I hear this all the time from people, I don't even know what my blood type is. <laughs> so this is going to basically force the issue 
uh, it's it's going to, well, I don't know if force is the right word, perhaps, mm-hmm. but it's going to enable people to, um, well, first of all, see their blood type on that driver's license and then to know what it is. And those are those are big hurdles for a lot of people who don't even know, you know, if they're A positive or B positive or O negative or, o, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, you know. You know, it, it, my, my, my longtime friend, and I, and I have referenced her so much because I, I miss her, Dr. Beverly Torox Storr, who, re, who recently passed away in May, uh, and when she would meet with students that I would bring, high school students, and, and she would say to the high school students, uh, you know, I, I want to start off by talking about blood, and blood is still important. And it really is. I mean, it really speaks to the nature of, and, sh- and certainly Dr. Jose Lopez here speaks to the, the the important nature that that blood has as a life uh, as a life human tissue. So yeah, I think that uh, for for us to take that message down to to the Department of Licensing and work with the legislature, uh, I, I think they see the benefits of that and and what that will do with people. It it makes it much more human when you know your blood type. Mm-hmm. So we just study. The DOL uh, is going to study mm-hmm. uh, whether that's a feasible thing to do or not, which is which is and and, and what you what, what, start what, a little bit. What, what what it would entail on on changing the driver's license and Candace uh, Candace Buchanan and her incredible talent. She did some mock-ups. A colleague here, uh, yeah. one of our colleagues here at Bloodworth Northwest, and, and and does such a phenomenal job of. Uh, she, she helps me um, expand on the imagination, and and she put a couple of of. Uh, uh, documents together that showed the driver's license with with the blood type on it and uh you know i i don't know i, mean, I remember the first one she did the guy was sort of grumpy and i said really? <laughs> hey uh let's can we have a guy with a smile on his face and, and, you know she, and she took a concept that we had yep and and made it real and you looked at it and you said okay that's what it could look like exactly and and but the and the thing is that you know and and she did it in such an effortless manner yeah, yeah. but just just to know in the state of washington i mean when you're when you're dealing with a legal document uh, you know, and one that is such an important legal document, and one that is a universal. Most people have a driver's license, so we un- we understood it, but it, it sure did look good. Yeah. And it really, uh, one of the uh, one of the people in the Department of Licensing wrote back, "That's my favorite <laughs> right there." So it, it really shows, though, that um, you know, it's it's developing those relationships, and and I. I, I was talking with uh, with several people about this. I, I just wish we had developed these relationships a little earlier. If we'd started this stuff all back in 2014 or 2015, I, I just uh, really uh, would be – you could use your imagination to see how far we've come in the last five years if we had a little bit more of a head start. But the bottom line issue is, John um, – we, I, I'm really excited about where we'll be in the next 10 years and, and really un, having the legislature understand, it, not, not that they don't already, but that this is a, a, an, an opportunity. Once again, it's nonpartisan, and it's one that really impacts communities all over the state. And let's be honest, this, is, this would be the first in the nation to do that. Mm-hmm. Washington State would be the first in the nation to have your blood type on a driver's license. There, there, there are some issues that come along with that, and, and obviously that, that goes back to, the, to studying this, um, making sure how do we ensure that the blood type that is on the driver's license is the actual person's blood type, and what are the different ways that we can uh, secure that. So there's some things that we'd have, we're going to have to look at. But, yeah, if, if we are able to do this, we'll, we'll, we'll be – one of the first states, and maybe the first state, to do it, and um, and you know, when we will come up with some some really helpful ways to make sure that the information on there is correct. This is uh, this this is how the sausage gets made. You are in it, it doing it right now, and it's the slow slow process of of bringing something from an idea 
into reality. Yeah, but I agree with the Department of Licensing. I don't think we have to do a, a research study. I don't think we have to do a survey. I think this is something that, that citizens throughout the state of Washington would want. And I'm just glad that DOL was so open to have these initial conversations. And um, one time we're going to look back in the from the future and we're going to see that, that blood type on there. And ultimately that's going to save lives. Exactly. So besides that, what else are you working on? This year we went down with the idea of a curriculum bill. Uh, last year, unbeknownst to us, and, and we were following so many things down there, uh, the, the bone marrow group did a very, very uh, powerful uh, opportunity to work with the, uh, the state of Washington's education system, and they developed a curriculum bill for, for uh, bone marrow transplantation and, and, and getting, getting bone marrow from people, which is such an important thing. And um, if we, I wish we could have partnered on that, but we also have uh, worked with our legislature to discuss the opportunity for a curriculum bill, and the legislature is open to it. And we, uh, th- there are six major points of emphasis and uh, policy topics that the legislature is con- looking at in this short session. But um, next year, I think we have a couple of legislators who are going to work with us to sponsor the language. And it'll be more of an addendum to what the uh, the bone marrow transplantation bill was for, for education. But it's going to give us curriculum in the schools for districts that want it. We're not going to make it mandatory. Um, and schools have so much on their plate already. Uh, and, and similar to what the the, the, uh, the the, the bone marrow folks found out was that if you do this in a way and, you, and if you can help develop the curriculum, which we do we, with our vein to vein program and a couple of other programs where we have curriculum that we can work to, to, to get to school districts, it's better if we make this a, a, an opportunity that they can pick and choose. And I think we can find districts that will work with us. And, um, and I'm really excited about the, the future of this. And we had support from the teachers. We had support from the uh, principals association. We had, support from a variety of different uh, groups around education and we're really excited where this is going to head next year with the idea of educating kids when they're young about the importance of blood and blood donations so that by the time they get to that high school blood drive or that college blood drive they're aware of it. The, the, the it more, it's on the radar. The, the more natural we can make it for them the more opportunity it is and that's really exciting. Now if we could just keep people's um, habits up after they get out of school because that's when we find that a lot of people drop off and, and, and sort of fall away from blood donation, come back later on in life. And, um, but you know what? you gotta, you got to build a foundation, and that's what that sounds like you're doing. And I, I know we have a, in, in our incredible blood services team here at Bloodworks Northwest. I mean, they're developing relationships and come up with ways to make sure that kids understand the importance of donating blood when they're in high school. And because when you understand that and when you, when you give a pound of blood, I know at uh, my, my alma mater right down the street here, O'Day High School did a blood donation uh, or a blood, uh, a blood drive. And it's really exciting to make sure those kids understand this, this donation is life-saving. And you're, you're playing a critical role in the community. When, kid, when young people understand that, that they, they carry that with them for a while. Anything else I haven't asked you that you feel is important to add? Yeah, I, I, I think it's really important to, to add that um, our one of our, our association groups, the uh, America's Blood Centers, we have been working with them, and, and they're uh, very talented and, and, and uh, awesome uh, Vice President of Government Affairs, Diane Kalmus, who um, really played a key role for us during the pandemic and helped us build a number of relationships. And she and I, uh, did, she, she asked me to co-chair uh, the, the State of Nations, which we are going to start working 
working, uh, or I should say nation of states, let me get that right, the nation of states, which um, we are going to start to use to promote blood donation to state legislators throughout the country. And uh, I'm working with a couple of folks on, on that project for the last couple of years, uh, and I'll be going out to Washington, D.C. again for the third straight year, but we're going to continue to work with our blood centers um, and our independent blood centers to make sure that they're developing these relationships and making sure within their communities that this is a part of the conversation of the public good and see how the legislatures can help amplify the message and support blood donation. And so I'm really excited about that. Um, there are some some issues, public policy-wise, uh, going on right now throughout the country that are being propo- proposed in legislatures, and this gives us an opportunity to work as a as a unified organization to really examine those and come up with strategies uh, either to pursue them or at times to, to stop them. And uh, I'm really excited about the relationships that we're building all over the country, and uh, it, it's, it's really a, a unique opportunity, and it's on the ground floor, but I'm excited to see what we can accomplish. And also, you know, as, as you said, th- this is an opportunity for us to to promote things and learn about different issues that are going on with the states that can ultimately benefit us in the future as well. Your job title is a mouthful. Can you can can you share it with me again? It is the senior government affairs and community engagement strategist. But uh, I have a uh, just. Talk to Sue Nixon and just call me the director of government affairs. I think you, you have the same. You have the same challenge, right? I'm senior senior media content strategist. We get to think about ways to mm-hmm. um, to employ um, the passion of our lives, which is blood donation, and urging people to understand the importance of it. Thanks for sharing this, man. I really do appreciate it, Juan Cotto. I appreciate uh, always uh, allowing to to discuss. Uh, it's it's an election year, twenty twenty four. And uh, number one, I encourage everyone to get out and vote. If, if, you, if you don't participate in the process, you're not a part of the process, number one. And we've, uh, we've always promoted that here at Bloodworks Northwest. Number two, participate on juries. Uh, we, we talked about this the other day at our meeting, but uh, you, you talk about le- luxury volunteer opportunities. And, I, and, it, and it shouldn't be a luxury, but it is. But blood donation, jury duty, and, uh, and, and a variety of different things you volunteer for, they're so important. So we... I I hope everyone votes. I hope everyone takes the time if they are called to participate in a jury. Uh, your your participation and your diversity really make it a, a healthy activity. And obviously, uh, you know, donating blood is another one where you can save lives and and the community needs you. Thanks a lot. Appreciate you, John. How many times do we get to uh, quote the song "Rawhide" in a, in a Bloodworks <laughs> episode? I want to thank my colleague Juan Cotto. Bloodworks Northwest Senior Government Affairs and Community Engagement Strategist. We wish him all the best in Olympia this year. And that just about wraps it up for Bloodworks 101. I'm your host, John Yeager. See you next time.